Welcome to the Buck Stops here, the official podcast of NottonHallOfFame.com, and I'm your host, Kirk Buckner, aka The Buck, the owner and the operator of NottonHallOfFame.com and sister sites, the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame and the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Today we're going to look at the All-Decade Team, because the National Football League has announced all the members of their respective teams for the 2010s. This isn't exactly guaranteeing uh, anyone who gets on that entrance into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but it sure as hell helps. So if we're going to talk about that, you got to bring in Vinny. Vinny Laspinusa from Long Island. He's got a lot to say on the subject. Without further ado, here's Vinny. Mr. Laspinusa, are we staying safe in Long Island? Certainly we are at the very moment, even though the entire state is getting hit hard and New York City is and Nassau and Suffolk. I'm currently doing pretty well, but mostly inside the house. The only times I do go out is my weekend job. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get in for more days. They say no, only a limited amount, but hey, at least getting money, what can you do? In, well, at least you can go out. In Barbados, we can't. We're, we've got a curfew that's strict right now. Uh, so at 6 p.m., you can't go out. You're not even supposed to go out of the house unless there's any reason to. Uh, so things are on full crackdown here. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so grocery stores were, aren't, are going to be only open Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, they just announced. Uh, but uh, for the most part, that's where they're hoping that you're going to order that and then do curbside pickup. Mm-hmm. So they ain't playing. Yeah, it's pretty it's uh, pretty bad over there, but I hope you're doing well there. But there's still no sports for any of us. We still have nothing with the NBA playoffs or NHL playoffs. Mm-hmm. We don't know when the, ML, when the MLB season will start, but it'll probably be isolated. But hey, we do have some NFL stuff to keep us entertained. Yes, very we much have, so. The no, all-decade team. We've, yeah. we've been waiting for this one for a long time. And uh, for oh, some, yeah. yeah, for some of these guys, uh, this will really help their Hall of Fame cases. For some of them, it won't make a lick of difference. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll just start off with uh, the quarterbacks. No surprise here. Yeah, I mean, and Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, neither of them need this accolade. Drew Brees, I think, could have easily took, taken Rodgers' spot, but I can see why they gave it to Rodgers. A little bit more efficient. Uh, Brees threw for quite a bit more passing yards, at least 7,000 more. But Yeah, but to be fair, Aaron Rodgers does have far less interceptions, and he also has two MVPs yep. as well. Yep. So as much as you want to say that Brees is so much better than Rodgers, the reality is it's, it's much, much, much closer than you'd like to think. Yes, Breeze, in terms of the entire career, yeah, he's better than Rodgers. But in terms of the decade and purely the decade, I mean, him and Brady are the only two um, players to win more than one MVP award. So I think that alone is a big reason why Rodgers is here. Because if Breeze was there instead, you'd say, oh, where's Rodgers? He won two MVPs. I mean, Either way, it doesn't really matter if they're going to make it first year up and first year, first year on the ballot anyway. So it doesn't matter, honestly. Yeah, it, it doesn't make a lick of difference really at all. Uh, running backs, though, is a little bit different here. I, I feel so. We got four running backs who made that. Uh, Frank Gore and I sort of put that on Twitter, where just sort of putting that in an interesting perspective. And I, and I want to pre-state this: I don't have a problem with Gore being on the All Decade team, but. This, but when you're on, when you're on this, they're basically stating that he's one of four running backs who was the best of the decade. At no point was he the best, one of the best four in a year ever. 
No, that that is, that is true. Now, now, granted, I love Frank Gore a lot, and I do do want him in the Hall bad. However, during the during this decade, if you're just looking at All Pros, he doesn't have a single All Pro nod. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that maybe Jamal Charles could have a chance here because early in the decade, he he does have the highest yards per attempt by a running back in league history, and in the early part of the decade, he was that dominant running back. Now, granted, injuries kind of sideline him somewhere in the middle of the decade. But that still held up very, very well. But at the same time, you know, Frank Gore, are, are you surprised down there? No, because Frank Gore is still kicking at this one. He's unlike Jamal Charles. Injuries did not hurt him. And he's still doing it at this age. He's, 30, he's 36. He's going to be 37. Even though no one signed him just yet, I guarantee you someone is going to sign Frank Gore. But I think even for a guy like Jamal Charles, it's not going to... I don't personally think it's going to hurt Jamal Charles because even then his chances will probably be the same with on here or not. Right. I do think, you know, the two fans are still going to be pretty loud about him though. I think even with Frank Gore on here, I think he would still made it. This is an extra feather in his cap. And I still think he'll make the hall of fame. So it really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I, I just think uh, he's, I think the only player who's all decade, who's never been the top four at his position. On this, no. But to be fair, there's other guys that have been top four of the position that you yeah, can you could you realistically say that who's had a better career, Demarco Murray or Frank Gore? Oh, Frank Gore. Okay, here's another one. Who's who's been better at their position? Who had the better career, Chris Johnson or Frank Gore? I'm not disputing that Frank Gore has made a Hall of Fame case. I do, however, sort of put him into a weird category where yeah. I. I, I'm, call, I'm calling him offensive, uh, offensive skill player Jim Marshall. Yes, that, that is true. And to be fair, like Browns fans, of course, you know how much they want Chris. They want Clay Matthews. Yep. And you need some people about say Pat Fisher. And, of course, you're going to see some Vikings fans. And you're going to see some Browns fans. And you're going to say, oh, look, see, Frank Gore played for the Niners. You know they're going to say that. <laughs> they're going to say, why punishing Clay Matthews because he played for the Browns. You have a bias against the Browns. Oh, you have a bias against Jim Marshall because he ran the wrong way one time, even though I don't think that's why he's not in at all. No, I'm positive that it's not. Who actually, whoever believes that legitimately is a fool because that is not why he's not in yet. (laughs) No. All right. So like, yeah, Frank, or I have a feeling that's, that's a, that's a name that you and I are going to be discussing for maybe another decade, maybe longer. Uh, yeah, we, we could, though. I do think, you know, Frank Gore's base, listen, Frank Gore's base is going to get loud. It's going to get loud. And yeah, but how big is his base? Let's be honest. What? How big is the, how, how big is the Frank Gore fan club? It, it's pretty large, actually. His family's that large. big? No, 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 no. Not his family. His actual fans. I was going for a bit of humor there. Bit... I'm not going for humor. I'm, di- I'm serious. No, well, all right. I, I, I don't see him necessarily as one of those guys that people get super excited about. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. it's a Hall of Fame career. We'll move on. We're, yeah. We'll move on. Beast mode, Marshawn yeah. Lynch. No problem yeah. there. No problem at all, though I would say that, you know, if the 2010, 2000s All-Decade team is anything to go by, you know, we only have two running backs from there that are in, Tomlinson and James. 
Sean Alexander, his Seattle Seahawks contemporary, he has never been a semifinalist yet. And this for Jamal Lewis, same same deal. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of me that kind of wonders: Are you going to? Are who are you going to have like at the higher priority? You're going to have Marshawn Lynch ahead of Sean Alexander because I saw one person online, Brett Coleman, who does have I do like his, his um his YouTube channel, but he says, "Oh, his personality is what's going to make Marshawn Lynch make the Hall of Fame." I don't know about that, dude. I don't know about that. I mean, people like to say whatever they want online. That's fair. But you have no evidence to support that. You literally have no evidence. Now, granted. I get his point, though, Vinny. I mean, like, personality can sort of overtake a lot of things. If you're a casual football fan and you look up Marshawn Lynch's overall stats, you're surprised that it's not as high as uh, it's not as high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the personality does help, but at the same time, it could also go against you. Because if anyone thinks that personality would only help you out is a mistake because it could be a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard for me to really say that that would automatically like help him 100% because we'll just see what happens. Because what Marshawn Lynch, we don't even know if he'll play next year. He might. I hope he does. Um, I do Everything's too. better with the and we're just here so that we don't get fined. LaShawn McCoy, here's a six-time pro, six Pro Bowl running back who just isn't talked about nearly as much as he should be. I'm really happy that, that he got this all decade. And it just, not because, he do, not because there was any surprise that he wouldn't. It just puts things into perspective for people who don't realize how good a running back that he's been. LaShawn McCoy actually is the most amount of rushing yards and rushing touchdowns than even receiving yards and receiving touchdowns by a running back for this entire decade. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. Fortunately, you and me do. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, with LaShawn McCoy on there, I mean, I personally am very high on LaShawn McCoy. Mm-hmm. I know others may not be, but when you put it through the perspective for the decade, there's no first team and second team all decade here. It's just, it's just like the way it was from the 20s to the 60s. Um, how there was just an all, just a whole team, everyone listed. I know that some may say, oh, it makes it watered down, but shut up. I, I think this is a, I'm very happy by this. I am also, I'm also looking at this and saying, yeah, not bad. I'm very happy for him. Mm-hmm. I would say that LaShawn McCoy, yeah, I'm going to push hard for him when he retires. I don't know. He, he has, he's not signed by anyone just yet, but. Let's see what happens. And, you know, he did win a Super Bowl. Grant yes, he that did. was on the sidelines, but, you know, because he was because he was injured. But, to be fair, hey, he's a scat back, known for making juke moves whenever he can. Let's see what happens. Maybe we might even see him with the Eagles again next year. Let's see. That could be. And the only other one, uh, another lock, I think everyone knew this was going to be, uh, especially considering it was unanimous, uh, Adrian Peterson. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's really nothing more to say. Uh, another guy who just didn't need the extra accolade, but I'm sure the unanimous label suits him just fine. But here, here's the, fine. here's what I wanted to ask you, actually, when, when we said we were going to do this, uh, when you asked me uh, about this today. I want your take, and uh, I'll give you mine afterwards. There's no all-decade fullback. Um. I'm kind of mixed on that. I mean, granted, we didn't have one in the 90s either, but if there was an all-decade fullback, it would have easily been Mike Allstott. Mm-hmm. 
But in the 2000s, we got a couple. We got, you know, Lorenzo Neal and Tony Richardson. I mean, Lorenzo Neal is a guy that some people have mentioned about. Mm-hmm. I, I could see it, but not people all stop. But as for the 2010s, um, if you were to have a fullback, it would usually be Kyle Juszczyk. No question. Oh, of because course. of the fact that the way that he's been utilized. And because fullback isn't something that gets all pros anymore, it's why you don't see him getting all pro nod because he literally, there's literally no section for all pros. So I would say for that, I think if there was a fullback section, you would definitely see, you would definitely know check second without no doubt in my mind, you see Kyle, you check here because what he's done for the game, how he really changed the fullback position and how we view the fullback because you've been, because you check has been used in a very gadget sort of, you know, chameleon sort of role for the 49ers and the Ravens. So, I think of him, there's also Mike Tolbert, but I would give the edge to Juszczyk because with, when Tolbert was there, they had all pros for the fullback. When Juszczyk was the best fullback in the game, there was no all pros for that. And he's really, by far, no one no one can argue otherwise. He is the best fullback in the game. Yeah, ben, and I'm kind of with you that where I, well, I, first off, I agree 1,000%. He is. I also sort of don't necessarily have that big a problem that there isn't an all-decade fullback because well, there's teams that don't even have fullbacks. Well, yeah, sense. I have no issue with it either because, yeah. like, I'm different. Like, I have no issue with it. That's yeah. also why there's no all-pros for fullbacks because a lot of teams don't have them. But if there was, you check would be all first team all-pro across the board. Mm-hmm. Okay, nope. so we're pretty much on the same page there. Uh, wide receivers, uh, Antonio Brown. <laughs> Why is it I can't say his name without laughing? Oh my god! Well, well, I, I, well he's he's a clown. First off, I mean, you can't. There's no one that's hurt his chances for the hall more than this guy. Like you could, you everyone is like he is in a class of his own because mm-hmm. you got to literally separate him from the pack because that's how much you open a guy that maybe all decade five time all pro, two time receiving yards leader. Two-time receptions leader, touchdowns leader, seven-time pro bowler with the Steelers for nine years. And then you have the offseason where you get straight to the Raiders and you have your feet and your helmet and you big commotion. Then you get cut, you picked up by the Patriots and a sexual assault scandal. You threatening you know, the person accusing you. Then you get cut after playing one game. Issue with his family and his kids, and blah, 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 and he went to rehab. I think the guy has, honestly, I, I, I think the guy, there's something mentally wrong with him, personally. Um, I don't, unless, I have no idea what's going to happen to his career. I mean, we saw him with his cousin, Hollywood Brown, or Marquis Hollywood Brown. We saw him with him, maybe get picked up by the Ravens. I have no idea what's going to in his career. Your guess is as good as mine, honestly. Well, just following him on Twitter, I mean, it's... The, the, his Twitter's bipolar. I don't know whether AB is bipolar. And the funny thing is, and I was saying this to Evan last week uh, when we were discussing, you know, a few the, the players who sort of hurt themselves the most who were not named Antonio Brown in terms of Hall of Fame consideration... <laughs> And I argued that if Antonio Brown would have quit last year, he's if he just says, "Okay, you know what? I'm done. I'm retiring early. I'm just I'm going to do what I want to do." He's yeah. held in higher regard than Calvin Johnson. Yeah, he would be easily. And now I mean, Calvin Johnson, he's not. Yeah, now no, 
he's not. And I have no idea how it's going to be. I, I do feel like down the road, considering I know how people on the internet are and also I know how people are, I wonder if people are going to like, like, at the same time, Brown's career isn't over yet. We have no idea what's going to happen with him. Like, so it's literally an enigma. We literally do not know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. No, right. But he's what, 30, 31? He is 31. 31, okay. And you pissed away a year. He pissed away a little more than pissed. a year. He pissed away millions of dollars. Well, okay, for, but for our purposes, he pissed away a year of football. Yeah. Yeah. And and plummeted his own reputation. So bad to the point yeah. where Roethlisberger looks like the good one. To be fair, no, Roethlisberger did not rape anyone. I know that people like to say it, but there was literally I'm no I'm just talking really reputation. Say. I'm not going to go into the he said, she said crap. I'm, we, did, we did enough of that in our pre-phone call when we were talking politics for 30 minutes before we even went on air. It's true. So uh, I guess that's a good segue for uh, Calvin Johnson. He's on. I actually want to touch about him more later. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, no shock there. Just ageless, mm-hmm. keeps compiling, and still and still <laughs> a very good wide receiver. There's nothing more. I mean, like, duh. He made the 100th anniversary team. I mean, mm-hmm. duh. Like, like, there's not really much to say about Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, he's going to make a first ballot. Like, there's, there's nothing more I can really say because, like, this isn't gonna isn't gonna hurt his, his chances at all. So yeah, like right. yeah, Larry Fitzgerald's on there. I'm like indifferent because like yeah, he'll make a first ballot. So what? Yep, and we got Julio Jones, who probably because of AB's actions now has the most. He he's the one with the most receiving yards of the decade. Uh, yeah, but not in terms of touchdowns, though. Not that's true. Not in terms of touchdowns. Only fifty-seven. Uh, but to be fair, uh, Jones is a very different kind of wide receiver than Antonio Brown, right? Though. But, you know, I like um, I like Jones a lot. I mean, like, I like all four of these guys. The only thing that I kept looking at is the one is A.J. Green. Not that I think that he should have been placed over any one of these four, but he lost the entire year. Not because he decided, not because of he, not because he put his feet in a freezer. Yeah, and then I that, like, you know, he, he's a three-time all-pro, oh, he's a seven-time ball board. He was on the all-pro team seven straight years. Right. However, you got and he's been injured the last um, couple of years. And I, I do think Joe Burrow could help turn, turn him around. But also I look at some other wide receivers, like you could argue maybe DeAndre Hopkins should have been there. Possibly. Or hell, even Mike Evans, you could argue, like PFF did. But at the same time, like, I have no issue with these four. No, but the, the, where I I guess what, why I feel bad for Green is because if Green plays to the same level that he played the years before, could he have taken Johnson's spot? Well, he had more touchdowns than you know Julio Jones, but granted, Julio Jones is like you know. Yeah, I mean like J- Jones. Jones isn't the fourth w- wide receiver in this group. Uh, I think it's Megatron. With all due respect to him. Uh, well, what Megatron? He's the fourth wide receiver of that list for, for the decade. Oh yeah, I think so too, and that's definitely again Calvin Johnson. No, said, you know, Larry Fitzgerald's on the 100th anniversary team. That, that's one reason, and Julio Jones and Antonio Brown were competing as the best receiver of the decade. And Calvin Johnson, he's a little bit different because with him, his peak was in the early 2010s. Now, granted, you could say, why didn't that affect a guy like Jamal Charles? Well, I think probably because Calvin Johnson, he has the record for receiving yards in the season, and he was up in all pro four times. 
So I'd say that's probably a big reason why. Yeah, it's well. Also, too, I mean, like he didn't play obviously nearly as much because he what he retired in what twenty fifteen was his last year, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, that was his last year. So yeah, if AJ Green has another Pro Bowl like season, I think he could have conceivably took that spot. No, you won't be like, oh, like how likely is AJ Green's chances now because he wasn't on the All Decade team and like stuff like that. It's why. You look at all decade teams, but you got to really look at the whole picture of all the contemporaries. And absolutely. Use them what? No, I, no, I'm agreeing with you. Absolutely. Uh, you, you just can't look at one stat in a bubble. you got to put it in everything else in context. Yeah, that's how I see it. Uh, so we got to flex in Darren Sproles. I don't want to talk about him right now. Let's wait a bit because we're going to be talking about him again. Yeah. Uh, tight ends, I mean, no real surprise here. The Gronk and Travis Kelsey. I mean, who, who else? I mean, you could have said, why not Jimmy Graham? Well, no, like, Jimmy Graham is different from, like, Jimmy Graham's Travis Kelsey because Travis Kelsey has had more, like, you know, all-pro caliber years than, than Jimmy Graham. Though, Jimmy Graham, if I recall, he does have more of a touchdown, though. I'd have put Jason Witten over Jimmy Graham. Yeah, and, like, what... And Jason Witten, like, you can say, oh, does this hurt Jason Witten's chances? No, not not no, at least. No, not me. Yeah, Jason Witten was never on the 2000s or the 2010s all-decade team, but it's not going to affect it. He's second all-time in terms of receiving receptions and receiving yards by his end. He'll make it first or second ballot. This has no impact on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, I, I'd agree. So with the offensive tackles, no shock here. Jason Peters, Tyron Smith. Actually, me, there is a bit of surprise. Uh, Joe Thomas and then... Joe Staley, because I think I got somebody who I would have put ahead of him. Yeah, my road, I, I, I wish I, these are all left tackles. I, I thought they would have, like, you know, maybe a right tackle. I would think a guy like maybe Mitchell Schwartz would be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I thought about him. I think Andrew Whitworth, though, would have been yeah, better than Staley. I, and, and then, uh, Staley, he was never first team all decade. I mean, all, well, I mean, first team all pro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, Staley, for me, I think, if we want to talk about a beneficiary, there's one right there in Joe Staley. Because I think he kind of snuck in here. Yeah, I think he definitely snuck in here. I think Thomas was unanimous, because, yeah, it's Joe Thomas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's by far the best tackle of the decade. There's no debate. And in fact, I'd say he's the best lineman of the decade. Um, then, you know, Peters, no surprise. Smith, no surprise. But with Staley, I think by far he really just got in by the skin of his teeth because Whitworth, you could say, was was better for the decade because, you know, if, if he accepted some of those alternate Pro Bowls, then he could have had like six Pro Bowls or maybe even seven Pro Bowls by now. Um, and as you can maybe say Trent Williams, though he only has one All-Pro, and you could... So I think Joe Staley literally got in by the skin of his teeth. I really do think he literally got in by a hair. Yeah, this is actually the really one of the first ones that the more I looked at it, the more I thought they got one wrong. And even then, I have nothing in show Staley. Again. No, I don't. I don't either. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't either. It's it's not like the the snub of Andrew Whitworth is really that passionate for me over Joe Staley. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not overly fond of that one. But that that was the one where I openly said, "No, nah, this 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 is one of those things is not like the other." Uh, so with yeah. The, yeah, with the guards, we got Jari Evans, Logan Mankins, Zach Martin, Marshall Yanda was unanimous. Nice. 
He's seven all seven time all pro. He just retired this year. Even though he retired with an all pro, I mean, yeah, he's the best guard of the decade. It's no question. I mean, Zach Martin, he's a guy that was drafted in 2014, and he is literally no question. He's considered the best. He's considered right now the best guard in the league. That's just how dominant he's been. He's been dominant every single year of his career. Um, Jari Evans, I was I was wondering if he'd make it or not because. Because his all pros were more towards the beginning of the decade as opposed to later because he retired in 2017. Although, I'm happy he made it. But I'm even more happy that Logan Mankins made it. Because I was a little worried that, you know, Logan Mankins, I think that he might not make it because, you know, his all pros were in the middle between the, the middle of the 2000s and the middle of 2010. Doesn't so have the Super Bowl ring. Yeah, I thought the same. And now that Logan Mankins made it, I'm saying it. Yes, yes. So now I don't have to jump through hopes for him. Now I can just do it much more organically. Thank God. So with the centers, I mean, Marquise Pouncey, no surprise. Is Alex Mack a surprise for you over Travis Frederick and uh, Jason Kelsey? Uh, it's a little tough because Alex Mack, I mean, I definitely think Marquise Pouncey, out of all the guys, Pouncey's definitely got the most amount of votes. There's no question. But for sure. Alex Mack, um, you could argue that Mac is on all around the same pace, you know. I mean, Mac you could say Mac only was never a first team all pro. Meanwhile, um, Kelsey's been a first team all pro three times, and Frederick's been there three times. One time is a first team, so you could say that. Well, Mac also, unlike the other guys, played the entire 2010 decade. Meanwhile, Frederick he started in 2013, and you know he just retired. So you could say either or, but I definitely think you know. It's pretty close with, you know, Alex Mack compared to uh, Jason Kelsey and Travis Frederick. Because even though the Mack is, is the all-decade member, I still think there's still a lot of people that feel like, you know, Kelsey's better or, like, you know, Frederick's better than Mack, even though I have no issue with Alex Mack being on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, like one of the few things that I was reading of, you know, a few uh, Dallas-based uh, publications, uh, I'm sure you know what they think <laughs> regarding Mack oh, yeah. over Frederick, so I don't need to repeat it there. No, they probably think, oh, these evil sports writers want to kill Frederick's career. They don't understand that he could have died from it. And, you know, they're going to say that. Like, And, you know, when you get to something like that, especially with what he has, it becomes a very, very slippery slope and a very, very, you know, thin line. Um, that, you know, because of the way it happened, it could also feel kind of personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you you definitely can. But, I mean, it's – you can take almost anything and then frame it that way. Uh, Let's uh, shift over to the defense. I think one of your favorite players, one of my favorite players, and Calais Campbell. uh, He's the the wine of defensive ends. He's just getting better with age. He is. He is is wine. And, you know, he's 33. He's had another Pro Bowl season. Uh, de facto six-time Pro Bowler, yes. De facto six-time Pro Bowler, yes. I know it's just five officially, but it's actually six. Never forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, why don't you explain to everyone uh, for, for who don't know what you mean by de facto Pro Bowl. Uh, de facto Pro Bowl is what happens when you're not a, a selected as a Pro Bowler that year or if you were an alternate but declined um, but instead, you get an all-pro nod, or if you make, you know, rookie of the year, or if you uh, 
um, get a major award or the Burt Bell Award. If you get like a major award, um, if you get everything, but you're not, if you get like an All Pro or another major award, but you're not selected as a Pro Bowler, you're essentially a Pro Bowler. Yeah, except it just doesn't show with the bylines and in that bonus check. Yeah, yeah, it's basically a Pro Bowl nod that doesn't come with the extra money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cameron Jordan, a Saint, uh, nice, uh, mild surprise a little bit, but I'm happy he's in. A little surprised with seeing Cameron Jordan there, too. I saw some people kind of wondering, oh, why isn't the other Cameron, Cameron Wade, on here? And I'm like, yep, yep. Yeah, you can. I saw some people, and to be fair, you could actually make a case for that as, you know, he had moral pronouns this decade than Cameron Jordan. And, you know, also if I recall, during the decade, he actually has more sacks than Cameron Jordan. But to be fair, Cameron Jordan also played, you know, um, one less one less year this decade. But to be fair, they have a point. Cameron Wake had more sacks this decade than Cameron Jordan. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. He's in the 100 sacks club. He had 100, 100.5, 100 sacks this whole, um, whole decade. In fact, no, 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 not that's the entire career. I mean, his, for his entire, for the whole decade, it's been, it was 95 sacks. Julius Peppers, uh, like Tom Brady, back-to-back all decades. Yeah, I mean, let's be fair, he's going to make a first ballot. Like, just he should, he should. And J.J. Watt. Uh, and, and there's nothing more that needs to be say, said about J.J. Watt. Great player, great man. Yeah, he, he, the, the sack that he's gotten is at a historic rate. Three-time defensive player of the year. Three-time defensive player of the year. Yep. The only one I ever do that was a Lawrence Miller, Taylor. And you could argue that in 2014, he was robbing the MVP. So, yeah, no question, J.J. Watt. One more has to be said. Yeah, so we go to the tackles. Uh, Geno Atkins, I, I was saying that, uh, you know, he's a Cincinnati Bengal, which means he needs every single accolade he can get. Well, and because, you know, Bengal fans, like, people want to say about, you know, the Broncos, the Raiders, and some of the other teams. The Bengal fans, you could tell that when they're angry, it's legitimate. And it's not for some stupid reason. It's legitimate, their anger. And, like, you know, they want to see Anderson in. They want to see Riley in. They want to see Parrish in. Um, and now Bengals Twitter is actually mentioning, you know, Anderson and Riley and Parrish and some of these other guys. And the Bengals fans, they were kind of mad that A.J. Green wasn't there because, oh, bias against the, bias against, against the Bengals, even though Gino Atkins is on there. But it doesn't matter because they just, just when they get pissed, you know they are pissed. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this is your, Cincinnati, this is your guy. He's going to be your next Hall of Famer. No, no, Ken Anderson's going to be the next Hall of Famer. Well, that's something that we can hope will happen. The fact that he was oh, yeah, left, and like the fact that he was left off the the finalists for the Millennial Slate, I put more money on Atkins getting in the Hall of Fame before Ken Anderson. Not that not that that's yeah. the way I want it to be. Yeah, and though I would say that you know I think it's just I think the animosity is just going to get increasingly hostile, and I mean it's already pretty bad, but you know it's going to get even worse. With Bengals, especially with more people using uh, social media during this uh, this crisis, you know they're just gonna like when they're gonna throw it at them. They're not gonna use like you know what poking the knife. They're gonna use the whole machete and start stabbing in there mm-hmm. to get get their attention. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Fletcher Cox. I think this helps him quite a bit. Yeah, I, I think this is nice for Fletcher Cox. Um, I thought too. I'm, I'm happy for him. Though I would say you know. In terms of defensive tackles, Joe McCoy's not on here. 
and Gerald McCoy, you know, he was on, you know, three first team all decade teams. Meanwhile, Fletcher Cox was only on one first team all decade team. And now, and now, decade all pro team. Yeah, I was a little surprised that, that I would have put McCoy over uh, Cox personally. Yeah, yeah, I would have had, had him too. I mean, I'm nothing against Cox, but at the same time, like these are the same people that vote for him. But apparently, they say, "Oh, the all pros don't matter." And like, it's, is it recency bias? Is that what's going on? Because during the decade, McCoy had more first first team all pros than Fletcher Cox, and because they always want to make a big deal of how much more important first team all all pro is than whatever. Apparently, now they're saying, "Why?" It, it just it's so contradictory and sounds very, very hypocritical, honestly, from a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Donald, nothing to say here. Uh, that was, that was pretty much a lock, a unanimous selection as it should be. Uh, he's pretty, I think he's a hall of famer right now and he's got so much left. Yeah. He, he, he's, uh, he's no, yeah, he's a hall of famer. Duh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, I think, you know, when you have two Defensive Player of the Year awards, League of League and Sack, you've done everything. And so so we have uh, Nadana McKinsu, which is a nice reminder to everyone how good he was in the first half of the decade. And he's still a good Uh, football player. He's a big reason why Shaq Barrett and Aaron Aaron Donald even uh, led the league in Sack. He's, He's a big reason why. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so he's one of those rare defensive players where you don't always necessarily see everything that he does on a stat sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was really personally happy for him. And I think it's just sort of a reminder that of what kind of a player he was. Uh, linebackers, Chandler Jones sort of threw me off a bit. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I kind of, I, I was a little bit. I was a little bit. Uh, maybe because yeah, he doesn't fair. fit in the same mold as some of these other guys. When I'm looking at Luke Keekley, Khalil Mack, Von Miller, Chandler Jones to me just isn't in that in that same breath. I think, he, well, in terms of outside linebackers, you got to look at Chandler Jones, Khalil Mack, and um, Von Miller for the outside linebackers. And you saw some people online upset Levante David and getting because oh my god, the pass rush. You're ignoring. The, the other outside linebackers because you're ignoring them because you're only focusing on the passers. That's a legitimate criticism. And I do think Levante David, this isn't going to change what people think of Levante David. They're still going to think of him as a potential Hall of Fame kind of coward player, depending on who you are as a person, because there is, you know, some demand for Levante David as, you know, you may not show it on like the statue, but in terms of tackles, yep. one of the best tackles. Well, I mean, and, and you know, Keekley is wasn't someone who uh, was much of a pass rusher. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about outside linebackers. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm just I'm just talking linebackers in general. Yeah, like I'm referring to I'm referring to outside linebackers yeah. because um, Keekley was an inside linebacker. No, no, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, like for for me, it's it's they do recognize that. I mean, like another one, like similar to that, Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Who's also there? Uh, is Patrick Willis, uh, who's also was not who's uh, chosen for all decade? I think he's the only one who right now has appeared on a ballot. Yeah, on this he list. is the only one that's appeared on the ballot. Yeah, uh, semifinalist last year. Yeah, he was the semifinalist last year, and a lot of people were mad that he didn't make it to the finalist round. But to be fair, I didn't see that happening. I mean, it was a surprise that you know um, 
it was a surprise that Brian Young made it um, last year. And I'm happy that Wills is on there. Um, and as for the other ones, um, kind of mentioned Luke Keekley. You know, he retired. He's already a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, so. Yeah, with the corners, uh, the, there there's no one who could say that there's not. You couldn't come up with three other guys. Definitely, mm-hmm. Patrick Peterson, mm-hmm. Darrell Rivas, Richard Sherman. Who else should it be? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Come on, that's an easy three: Rivas Island, um, I mean, Darrell Rivas, Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson. Done. That, 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 that's your three. I mean, now I thought Mike Florio was saying. They shouldn't have Patrick Peterson on there because he had PEDs. Oh, well, okay, so did yeah. Miller. So did Von Miller. <laughs> and you're not saying that about him. And in fact, he made it unanimous, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, well, in, in football, let's be honest, nobody cares about that sort of thing. Uh, it's a fair point to bring up, but, and I get to read more of his material and see if he brings that up all across the board. He doesn't. Okay, well, then that's enough for me, and there's nothing I hate more than a hypocrite. Well, to be fair, a lot of people really don't like Mike Florio. In fact, whenever you look at Mike Florio's um, tweet, you see a barrage of comments just saying, like, just saying, no, you're wrong. Like, you're with, like, and people don't hold back their emotions by Mike Florio. They go all in. So with the safeties, three E's, and three E's I like. Eric Berry, Eric Weddle, Earl Thomas. Yeah, those, those are pretty easy for me. Now, you could say... Why is Eric Weddle on there? Um, Eric Weddle has as many all-pro nods as Earl Thomas. Yeah, it's true. He has as many all-pro nods as Earl Thomas. Yeah, and I think uh, there's a lot of people who are going to, like, he's one of those guys, too. You just have to reevaluate how you sort of saw him, because Weddle, to me, was not that guy who you thought of as the best safety, but he was always up there, and he was up there for quite a long time. And based on the Hall of Fame parameter, I think he's very much there. Uh, some people I've been reading were a little upset that Cam Chancellor wasn't there, but I don't see who you put him over. Yeah, well, I mean, would you really have was an Eric Weddle led the league in interceptions once? And he, the guy at the back though, seven time um, Pro Bowler, mm-hmm. he was he was remarkable as a player. And you know, even I know Cam Chancellor often didn't play like you no. Know, the full decade, but even then, like, would you really have Cam Chancellor or Eric Weddle? I mean, now granted, uh, Cam Chancellor's base is huge. Well, in Seattle, it's huge. But yeah, I mean, if you want, in terms of like shorter careers, I mean, I wonder how this is going to turn because the base for Cam Chancellor was, they showed their emotions pretty loudly. Um, though for Eric Berry, um, I think he probably just snuck in there. I think Eric Berry out of these guys. I think Thomas definitely made it, and Well definitely made it. Berry, I think, kind of snuck in there. I'd agree. I'd agree. If anyone was going to be sort of taken off of that list, it would have been Berry. But then they could have been put on the next category, which didn't exist last decade, just generic defensive backs. Which is just another corner and another safety. Yeah, so we have, and I, I don't like it. I don't like this at all, personally. I'm confused by it, honestly. Because, okay. Like, why don't just add? Why don't just add just another corner and another safety? I mean, isn't that what you're already doing? And I don't have a problem with Chris Harris so much. Tyron Matthew, I love watching the Honey Badger play, but all decade. Uh, I don't know about having him all decade. Like now, for having, maybe I can say 
Tyron Matthew instead of now this one I don't get like if you're gonna say Cam Chancellor instead of Eric Weddle, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. But having Cam Chancellor instead of Tyron Matthew Absolutely coming from. So I might be seeing where you're coming. Yeah, so like that this is one thing I, I don't quite understand why they did that. I was looking to when they sort of started this in the AP individual or like for individual years. It looks to be twenty sixteen where they where they're sort mm-hmm. of went yeah. that route. Uh like are they doing this just because they figured, well if we're taking out two fullbacks we gotta put two something else? I don't really know. I don't get it. What why couldn't you just add another flex guy? I, well, yeah, I, 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 there also too was no special team players why either. Not add, why not add another wide receiver? I mean, it's a more passing league now. Yeah. No, I honestly don't know. Uh, if I've, 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 yeah, I'm stuttering here because I really don't know or, how to say. It. Third, I don't like this. All right, you know, I'm just gonna say it like this. Yeah. Or third center. Why yeah. not? Like, yeah, I, I think this is sort of a, a flawed process. Harris, I'm okay yeah. with. Uh, Honey Badger, love you, love watching you play, but you're not an all-decade guy. You're not. Yeah, I mean, Chris Harris, Chris, Chris Harris's um, case is really one of those guys that's really rooted in, like, you know, the advanced numbers. So I have no issue with Chris Harris, but, I mean, this is going to be where people like to put fake asterisks into, like, what's legitimate or not. And that, this is where it's like, you know, some it's going to help, but for one that the others are going to just ignore it and just don't push their guy regardless and say that, no, those people are corrupt. They don't respect them or whatever, you know. Yeah, actually, the more I think about it, the more I dislike uh, Ma- Matthew in this. Oh, say what? The more I think about it, the more I dislike uh, the honey badger in this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But let's get into your, the thing there I know you love, special teams. And I say that with no yeah. sarcasm, kids. He really does. This is... Yeah, that is true. I love my I love, I love the, I love my third wheels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Punters, uh, no shock here. It had to be these two, Hecker and Leckler. Now, I saw, you know, John Turney getting mad. Oh, why, why is Leckler on there? There's some guys with, you know, better ones like Morrisett and when I love. I mean, to be fair, you know, even with an all-pro, it's not really going to affect, you know... Maybe I could say, maybe you could say having Andy Lee in there instead. That maybe. I see, having, you know... Andy, I like Lee. I can see Andy Lee. Yeah, Lee, Lee I could maybe see instead. I mean, though, at the same time, I can also see why Andy Lee wasn't on there. Because, um, you know, he was more so good in, like, you know, the, the end of the 2000s, like, in the very early, the 2010s. Like, I mean, early, very early. So... I'm not really that shocked, um, though I gotta say, you know, when you're on not one, but two all decade teams and the 100th anniversary team, and you're on nine all pros, you lead the league in punting four times, you win the Golden Toll Award, and you're de facto nine time pro bowler. I mean, yeah, the case closed. Uh, kickers, two guys you really love a lot Goskowski of the Patriots, or formerly of the Patriots. Uh, well, Justin, now I don't hope signed by anyone at this point. <laughs> yeah, and another unanimous selection, Justin Tucker. Come on, this made a lot of sense. And Justin Tucker, I mean, who else could you have as unanimous as a kicker? No one. In this like, decade, no, no, no one else. So, you know, love those. I have no problem with it. Uh, punt returners, uh, Tyree Kill? Huh? I mean, yeah. I mean, I always get, get kick and punt returner mixed up. Personally, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's and I guess when I was looking, okay, I guess it does sort of make sense. T- having said that, 
you know, he only did that three seasons. If he's going to, this does absolutely nothing for any kind of uh, future no. pro, uh, pro football hall of fame. He's going to live and die no. on his receptions. This is just a cherry. No, 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 no. With Tyree Kill, this isn't going to affect him at all. I think. Yeah. This, this, I think that this could impact Darren Sproles, who was also selected as, a, yes. as that, the sole flex guy. This I want to talk about. Though. Yeah, me too. This, this, this is a big wild card. Because, I, because in terms of like the flex position, I'm kind of shocked to add, add up another one because I would have also had Matt Forte because you know, in terms of like you know what he did, you could say it was better, though, to be fair... Darren Sproles also spits all-time in all-purpose yards in NFL history. But then again, Brian Mitchell is second all-time, and he's not in yet, and I think he's the best Redskin not in the Hall of Fame. So what does that mean for Sproles? Probably not going to mean much until Mitchell makes it. But at the same time, Sproles on the all-decade team, he's listed twice. He's the only guy that's listed twice on this. Has that ever happened before? Yes, it has happened. But usually it doesn't happen that often. It usually happens like, I know that for Deion Sanders, he was selected as both, you know, a corner and a punt returner. Okay. And Mel Gray was selected both times as a kick returner and a punt returner. Yeah, that, okay, yep, I remember and, that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so there, there, are, there are examples, but they're rare. Um, Darren Sproles is one of those rare examples. I think this could help Sproles, and I don't know about more than anyone else, but, you know, with the two, th- with, with the two in the same year, I know that return yards aren't what they used to be, but he was such a great back for what he could do. He was. He was a guy that did everything. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's something to be said about that, uh, which sort of takes me to the next guy, you know, the two kick returners, Devin Hester. Uh, and I, and I, I like him for this too. But for me, who would I rather have on my team, Sproles or Hester? It's Sproles. It's not even close. Sproles, Sproles. I mean, Hester... In terms of what he did, no one did it better than him. But you could say, hey, you know, Sproles did more than Devin Hester. Yes, he did. Then again, I still yes, – and I'm definitely at Devin Hester. I want Devin Hester in badly. Well, not as much as Steve Tasker, but yeah. I like him in, in very badly. And, you know, Billy White, Hugh Johnson is there too. But, you know, I, I'm down with Devin Hester too because, you know, him and Johnson both were on two all-decade teams and were on the 100th anniversary team. Kind of feel like, you know – and, you know, Johnson was also on the 75th anniversary team. So it's easy to just say, oh, Devin Hester, but you can also have Billy White, Hughes Johnson there, too, who was also on another anniversary team. So who do you go with in that situation? One's in the senior, one's coming up. He's not going to make a first ballot. I don't care what some people say. He's not going to make a first ballot. So He might not even happen. get fifth ballot. Bears fans are going to have their, going to show their emotions. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they absolutely will. And it's, again, this is not a shot at Devin Hester. This is a shot at the opinion that most of the voters have towards special teams players. Yeah. Fortunately, it feels like fans are now coming more on my side than on their side. And I think that's good for me personally. Um, But I would say that, you know, you're going to just see more and more support towards the special teams guys from the fans, which I'm happy about. Mm Mm-hmm. Voters, I think, is gonna, I think you're just going to see more insults directed at the voters, though. Yeah. And so we got just one guy left, uh, Corderell Patterson. 6,000 kick uh, return yards. I didn't realize it was that much until I was reading about that today. I knew it was a lot. I didn't know it was 6,000. Also five-time All-Pro. Yeah. So, I mean, like, de- definitely probably one of the most worthy ones here. He should probably should have been. Oh, a, he should probably should have been a I'm unanimous. Happy. 
I, I'm happy that Cordell Patterson is. But then again, you know, when you talk about, you know, kick turner, punt returners, you know, Josh Cribbs was there. Um, Josh Cribbs and Dante Hall were in there uh, last in, in the 2000s. But in terms of what they've done, Cordell Patterson by far is a key player for both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so overall, uh, I think you and I are almost feel the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the two defensive, uh, two defensive back section, eh, don't like it. Mm-hmm. We don't. Neither of us really seem to have a problem with the omission of fullbacks. Sorry, Kyle, but you know I get it, and I'm sure he gets it too. Yeah, he gets it too. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. And uh, yeah, it's there's just a couple snubs we're a little bit different on, but overall, uh, congratulations to all the new members of the 2010 All Decade te- 2010s All Decade Team. Well earned, and this is a very mm-hmm. prestigious honor. We're at Proud Boys. Yeah, I think if you're a guy that didn't make it, don't be, don't, don't freak out. I think your guy could still have a chance. In some cases, who really cares? In the case of Drew Brees, mm-hmm. so in case of a guy like you no know, Whitworth or Schwartz, or even a guy like you know McCoy or David, don't worry. Just be loud, be very boisterous, and I'm going to notice you. And don't worry, you're all on my, you're all on my sheet anyway. Mm-hmm. So I love worry. it. Love it. So I'm sure we'll be doing this again come the draft. Yeah, that's going to be uh, interesting for me. Uh, what, do, do you think we should do uh, – uh, I think we should just do uh, the, the first round? Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Just the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be, beyond that, that's yeah. just going to get a little bit too tedious. Yeah. So uh, thanks. All right. Sounds good. All right. You stay safe, Benny. Thanks. You too, Kirk. And uh, stay in there and uh, – Tell your dog to stay far away from the monkey feces as possible. Yeah, because uh, that, that's what my dog did this morning. He rolled around in actual monkey poop. Hashtag island living. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, best of luck. All right, thanks. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to have some more material coming up on the site in the next few weeks. And hopefully everyone, just stay safe out there. Thanks so much and have a great day. Great day. Great day. Great day.